Well, one of Australia's great sports photographers, of course, was with News Corp for 25 years. He's freelance now. He's captured some of the most wonderful moments, most wonderful moments in our recent sporting history. Phil Hilliard, how are you? I'm good, Tim. Thanks for having me on for a chat. Now, we asked you uh, to narrow down your top 10 uh, photos when it comes to Ashes because, of course, this podcast is all about the Ashes and the Sydney Cricket Ground as we move forward. Uh, It's a difficult one because you've taken so many great snaps and I'm sure uh, you would be able to fill up um, 100 probably if you wanted to. Yeah, look, I I guess when I look back at, you know, covering the Ashes, I've covered quite a few series and, you know, have a fair archive of pictures from those those series. And, you know, I could have chosen, you know, there were a lot to choose from, I guess. So it was pretty hard to choose my best pictures. And I guess I've gone with pictures that uh, meant something to me. And, and, you know, if I look at them now, it instantly takes me back to that moment. And there's probably a story behind all of them. And, and I guess that's why they stand out to me. Well, let's graze our way through a few of these photos 2005, fifth test at the Oval. Of course, the 2005 series, probably one of the most famous, if not the most famous series of the last 50 years. But the shot of Glenn McGrath and Shane Warne leaving the field for the last time in an Ashes in England at the end of the England innings. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a phenomenal series and, um, you know, something that I look back on as being really special to be involved and watch, you know, every ball of it. Um, you know, it was a 15-week tour, including the one-dayers. And to think that the reason we went there was for the Ashes and it actually came down to the final day of those 15 weeks until we knew who was going to win. So um, it was just, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And that moment, I guess, of, uh, you know, Warnie and McGrath knowing that they were leaving would have been their last time in England walking off the field together and, and yeah, Warnie just leaned on the shoulder of Pigeon and um, it, it made a nice picture and um, something so, that sort of, uh, you know, captured, I guess, the end of that series from an Australian point of view. We're all about the SCG on this podcast and, uh, look, I love the Members Pavilion. I think it's one of my favourite places anywhere in the world and you've got a great snap of the clock striking midnight on the, the famous clock of the Members Pavilion at the SCG as Nathan Lyon leads the Australian team in their victory song back out on the pitch after their 5-0 series win over England in 2013-14. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing uh, series, that one. Also, you know, 5-0 for the Aussies. And uh, I guess, you know, being around cricket for a long time, um, you know, maybe I became part of the furniture for for a while there and and managed to build some good relationships. So I've had the odd beer in the dressing room with the boys and, um, you know, never taken that for granted. But... Sometimes we stayed a little longer than perhaps we should have and um, on this occasion uh, it got around to, to midnight and, and Nathan had decided that that was the time to get back out into the middle of the SCG and, and sing the song. So we wandered out as well and uh, and captured that picture. So, uh, yeah, it's for me the ground um, itself, I, I love the SCG. Uh, I have such wonderful memories of covering cricket there and, uh, yeah, that was certainly one it's of It's interesting, isn't it? I know in my, what, 30 years as a journalist and, and your time as a photographer, those relationships that you have, that you build, um, uh, really add to the story so often, don't they? Oh, they do. And, you know, it's helped me. I guess I'm not the, the journalist that's sort of, you know, 
putting the knife in the back to end, end a career of a player and, and stuff. I've, I've kind of always seen it from the player's point of view and maybe that's because, um, you know, I watch it in close-up, so I'm watching it with a 600mm lens and I, I kind of really feel um, what the athlete is going through in a way of them grinding out, you know, trying to see off the new ball or they're struggling for form or, you know, a tear away quick comes in on debut and, and takes a fifer. It's, um, I've always really enjoyed, uh, you know, covering the highs and lows of the athletes and I guess getting to know them and, and winning their trust, which has, you know, helped me you know, capture portraits of their careers as well. Well, who would have ever thought the 2005 series would end the way it did when you think of the way it all started. And uh, one of the other great photos, Andrew Flintoff having his off stump ripped out of the ground by Glenn McGrath, day one of the first test at Lords. Yeah, the opening day of uh, of the, the first test of 05 at Lords, um, you know, it was pretty incredible. Glenn McGrath was sitting on 499 test wickets and obviously we had to capture his, uh, his 500th wicket. So I set a remote camera up at the far end, knowing that, that Pidge always bowled from, from the members' end down the slope. Uh, I set it up a wide picture so I could actually capture the whole um, members' pavilion. I put it on the left-hand side because England had two left-hand opening batsmen, thinking that mm. he would get that 500th wicket for with one of the left-handers so I would have the slips on that side of my image. Uh, only problem was we won the toss and batted, so that camera, you know, wasn't going to do anything. So I walked up to take it down, and then I thought, oh, you know, it's a funny game, cricket. You never know. I might just leave it there. So I actually left it there the whole day, and it didn't do anything for three quarters of the day. It just sat there, turned on, waiting for Pigeons 500 wicket, even though we were batting. And Freddie Flintoff and, you know, England ripped through us. Um Ponding got struck on the cheek and, um, you know, Australia went all sorts. But then we took the ball and um, McGrath came in and got that 500th wicket and that's the the picture of the remote that you see there of him uh, getting Triscothic. Um, And then, you know, he ended up taking five for that day. He, with an unbelievable delivery, he ripped uh, Freddie Flintoff's off stuff out of the ground and, you know, that's one of my favourite action pictures of cricket. Um, and likewise, the the 500th, um, you know, milestone moment, um, just the story behind it of, uh, you know, of making decisions. And I guess that's what I have to do is it's just decision-making. Um, when I'm capturing images, it's whether I move to a spot or uh, stay put or, you know, setting a remote up to try and capture that. So... Um, yeah, sometimes it comes off, which was great on that day. 17 wickets fell on the first day. It was was uh, pretty incredible. So I had my head in the laptop a fair bit, filing a lot of pictures. Yeah, exactly. What an extraordinary test series it was. I was working on it back here uh, for Channel 9. Now, I was in the grandstand at the Sydney Cricket Ground. I was in the members when Steve Waugh hit that four off Dawson in 2003. What a moment. It was an incredible moment. Um, you know, the, the the crowd, the occasion, and everybody knew it was, you know, kind of possible that it was happening. I guess for me, it's not a great picture. Um, I included it because it, it was a great moment in Australian sport. Uh, but I sometimes, 
you know, things don't quite run your way. And Steve was, uh, he was back onto me um, when he was playing that shot. So I was, I was at the Paddington end and Steve was uh, yeah, facing towards the Randwick end when he hit that four. So as he hit the four through the cover region, he ran away from us. So the best picture was just was back on of Steve. So um, I guess for me, it, the occasion wasn't as good because it didn't make a great picture. Um, and that's just the selfishness of the photographer that, you know, we always barrack for, for, for the good picture. You really want to capture the occasion. And maybe we didn't try, quite do it on that um, on that day. But, yeah, it was, look, it was a massive moment in Australian sport. And I, I still remember it vividly. And, you know, I've, I've gone on and done some talks with Steve Waugh. And, um, yeah, that often comes up in our conversations. Yeah, the roar of the crowd was was extraordinary. It was almost India-like, and I know you and I have both done plenty of work throughout the subcontinent, and uh, you can't really describe to people the noise at Wankhede Stadium or Eden Gardens or any of the other grounds around India when a guy like Sachin Tendulkar got 100. But, uh, yeah, the noise that day was was quite amazing. I suppose capturing a fantastic catch is not easy because it all happens in the blink of an eye. But when Andrew Strauss took that absolute blinding full-length catch to get out Adam Gilchrist at Trent Bridge in 2005, that was a great catch and a great snap. Yeah, I guess it's a, a lucky one. And unfortunately, as uh, being a, a, a cricket photographer for a long time, you know, one of the great spectacles in cricket is the classic catch. And it's something that actually we 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 can't capture very often because uh, just the way the cameras work, um, it's not a TV camera that's rolling the whole time with a lot of depth of field. And I know it's very difficult that the TV camera do an absolutely incredible job to, to capture uh, all of the action and particularly those quick, uh, you know, catches through the slips region or out to cover or, um, but the way our cameras work to be able to have very minimal uh, room for error with the focus and to actually swing uh, and get that is is pretty difficult. Hopefully, the way the cameras are developing, we're we're a bit better chance. But um, yeah, I guess it was in my line of view was to go being the left hander, so the slips and we're on that other side. Um, it's not actually pin sharp that picture, but it was good enough to show um, you know one of the great catches of in cricket and certainly. Uh, a, uh, an amazing catch in that series, which uh, poor Gilly was having a tough time and, um, you know, Freddie was going around the wicket and uh, cramping him and uh, he, he wasn't having the greatest series with the bat. Yeah, well, the, well, the next photo that you – or the next two um, are all about Adam Gilchrist and they are the light and shade, aren't they? They are the, the chalk and cheese. They are um, the high of celebration and the, the lowly feeling having – been out of form at Trambridge. Tell us about these two shots. Yeah, indeed. I mean, um, it's when I took the picture of Gilly in, in Trambridge at the end, we've just lost the the fourth test, and you know we're perhaps steering down a, a series defeat. And it, Gilly wasn't having a great time with the bat. Um, you know, one of the greatest cricketers I've ever seen. Um, and, and I walked out to the presentation um, on the field and had my big lens with me. And sometimes I actually, I remember feeling a little bit guilty actually just putting the lens on him for that that moment and thinking he would actually hate this picture. 
Um, it was the back page picture that day. It summed up um, how Australian were travelling in that series and particularly that test match. Uh, and, you know, it's not it's not one of the greatest pictures ever from the series. There are, there are plenty of jubilations of wicket takers and batsmen getting centuries and whatever, but uh, there's something about that image. Um, I love uh, Trent Bridge and the pavilion was pretty close uh, behind us. So, um, yeah, it, it, it sort of stuck with me. And then in the, in the return series in 2006, seven. Uh, led by incredibly by Ricky Ponting, who uh, just led from the front. I could have included those pictures. His two hundred and ninety odd, I think he got in. Um, no, sorry, one hundred and ninety odd. I think he got in uh, in the opening test at the Gabba. Um, just absolutely set the tone for the series, and we went to the the third test in Perth, and Gilly absolutely teed off and uh, got the fifty eight ball century and. Yeah, I was just so happy for him um, of being there and riding him, riding uh, his bad luck all through the, the 05 series. So it was pretty awesome in front of his uh, home family and friends in Perth to see him uh, score that century. Oh, yeah, what what an amazing century that was. It was just like it. everything he touched in that short period turned to gold and he was pinging the ball over the grandstands all over the place, Adam Gilchrist arguably the greatest striker of a cricket ball in that kind of form that you'd ever see in the world. Now, um, his disappointment of 2005, of course, was the uh, jubilation of Andrew Flintoff and the English team. And, you know, Flintoff's stories, meeting the Queen and missing the bus and all the the things that happened after the 2005 series have become infamous or, or, or certainly famous. But you got a great snap of him uh, with the champagne at the presentation at the Oval. Yes, it was uh, It was certainly Freddie's series and, and, you know, I can still hear hear the Super Fred chant from when we were in, in Birmingham in the second test and um, he was just incredible both with the ball and with the bat, um, you know, scoring a great hundred in Trent Bridge, I think it was. And, yeah, it was just fantastic to watch uh, maybe not so from Australian point of view. Obviously, I'm hoping we're going to win, but um, it's funny. The two greatest series I ever covered uh, was 05 England and India in 2001, and Australia lost both of them. Um, and I've been on plenty where we've had you know wonderful victories, but but those two steer- series uh, stand out by mile for me. And yeah, I guess at the presentation, um, you know, you you, you photograph Morney lifting the urn and. And then you go straight to the to the superstar of uh, of the, the the of the series, uh, which is kind of what you do in you know footy. You're photographing um, Dustin Martin in a grand final or something like that. Your eye is sort of always got one eye on the superstar. It was um, likewise covering Warney's career. You know when the special ones take centre stage, your your concentration always just go, has to go up that that little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't know Freddie was going to do anything that would make a good picture, but um, my eye went to him and let off the champagne, and uh, yeah, it's 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 there forever, I guess. Absolutely, and uh, look, it was a great few years, wasn't it? The disappointment of two thousand and five. Um, you know, the complete opposite happened. Uh, you know, with the Return Asher series in Australia, you mentioned the 
the, the century by Adam Gilchrist. And then, of course, in Adelaide, and there's been a documentary made about it, Amazing Adelaide, and Mike Hussey at that wonderful moment. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, it was it was the unlosable test, wasn't it? We we uh, we were down significantly. Um, England, I think, batted first and and made a heap. And uh, Warney with the ball on the last day, and uh, and then Hussey just steering the ship, and um, you know leading Australia to an absolutely thrilling victory. And, um, yeah, it was just an amazing moment. He was an incredible cricketer, Huss, unbelievably determined uh, batsman. He just had the focus of, um, yeah, what a career he he finished with. And Adelaide, uh, my hometown originally, so it was was a pretty special, um, a pretty special test match, that one. And... and you know, to, to, to win it 5 nil, and, um, you know, there are plenty of – there's no pictures of Ricky Ponting here, but which there probably should be, to be honest. I, I rate Ricky as probably the best I've ever seen and how he led that team um, with the pressure of, uh, you know, being the captain that had lost in 05. Um, but he, he led that, that team and that series, and it was just, yeah, simply phenomenal to – to win 5-0. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Michael Clark, of course, took over from Ricky Ponting and there was great celebrations uh, a few years later, 2013-14 series. They'd clean sweeped at 5-0 and Australia played all five test matches with an unchanged team and you got a great photo. Yeah, I guess why that's probably why I included that that picture. I remember the front page of, of that picture that, the next day and actually just sitting having a coffee and seeing, uh, you know, the stack of papers and it was – it was just a nice looking front page seeing that same 12 unchanged for a series winning 5 nil was um yeah incredible and yeah it's just such a wonderful sport isn't it and um yeah test cricket is uh is truly is truly the best game of all well what's it like for you in your job because we all have different things to do but what's it like when you do or you did, you picked up a newspaper after you sort of sweated it out all day and you were, you know, like some things worked out, many, many things didn't work out, and then you you see the front page of the paper drinking your soy latte or whatever you're drinking. Oh, it's probably just relief, to be honest, because mm. I, um, you know, we don't, and I've said this a number of times, but we don't get replays, so we're expected to capture the moments that, that tell the story of the day and, and that really has had been my job for a very long time was to was just to tell you know sum up a, a series whether it was you know the last uh, the incredible three wickets in and over in 08 when um Michael Clark against India and just what it, just being able to have that picture that you know wow that's front page around the country because everybody's watching everybody's glued to the television and watching, you know, the drama of Test cricket unfold, and I love that. I love the, you know, the ups and downs of Test cricket, and um, you know, of all of all the sports, it's it's probably it's one of the toughest to photograph, just because of the 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 level of concentration you're working in. You know, ridiculous heat sometimes, and and to just try and stay on top of it for for five days in a row, but. You know, you, you you can't be a good cricket photographer if you're not addicted to the game, really. Um, and yeah, I just 
I, I relax while I'm doing it because I'm just enjoying enjoying the moment, enjoying the battle. And uh, yeah, long live Test cricket! It is. Uh, it's. It's just. It's just such a special, a special game. Yeah, it drags you in, doesn't it? Whether you're whether you're a player, obviously, whether you're a photographer, like uh, you have been for a long, long time. And, and I know from my involvement as a rep- producer, a reporter, various forms as a host, a television host, it drags you in because they drag you in with it because it's played over long, long periods of time, and everyone's a bit of a collective. It's a, it's a more inclusive game for those around it than many other sports. Oh, it, it, it is, and uh, you know, I think I mentioned earlier about just watching it in in close up and you know when you know late in you see the successes of people's careers and then you know you're watching them late in their career like Ricky was going through you know his run of outs and and you know whereas perhaps a journalist may be ready to say goodbye to this this player I think the general public is you know really willing them to victory and wanting them to go out on top and you know, I, I I sit there. You know, I I feel it. I feel their their pain when they when they're not doing well. And um, you know, I delight in their successes as well. Finally, we're all about the Sydney Cricket Ground on this podcast. Uh, what what a place! Um, it's maintained its majesty through the member stand and the lady stand. Obviously, I'm going to be biased, but having gone to that ground as a boy in the 1970s and sat up in the bob stand and you know had the peanut seller going around in the shell or sugar coated and the old hill and the hill stand. It's it's kept its majesty. It is just such a beautiful space. It's my second home really. I spend so much time there, whether it's at, at matches or even through the week with trainings and portraits. And uh I love the place. I likewise as a as a kid um growing up in Adelaide, I've been in Sydney 20 odd years. Um but I I came up on a holiday as a kid. Um my grandmother brought me up when I was about eight years old, I think, and uh, for two years in a row, she came to visit some friends and convinced her to take me to the cricket and standing down at the, the fence there. And I remember she'd paid some good dollars to keep me in uh, in a seat in the ladies' stand or something. And I, she, I remember she complained that I spent the whole day not in my seat standing down at the pickets with my autograph book trying to get down with Lily's autograph. So... Um, you know, never did I imagine that one day, you know, it would be uh, the home of my work. And yeah, I, I, I love going to work there and um, I love the development of the ground and the precinct and, um, you know, it's a special place to watch sport in general and, you know, particularly cricket and, uh, you know, particularly an Ashes series. So, um, yeah, I think everyone's in, uh, in for a good summer. Thank you so much for your reflections, Phil, and your insights. It's uh, It's been fascinating. No worries. Thanks for having a chat, Tim. <laughs>